guys. Greg, your local metalhead here. Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to say I had some technical difficulties. For some reason, the laptop I was recording on recorded from the mic on the laptop, not our microphones. So the quality isn't up to par as what we usually do. But it's a good, fun episode, so I'm still going to release it. Hope the quality isn't too much of an issue. You still have fun with it. But I did want to also mention we did start a merchandise store. You can check the link in the podcast notes to the store. I started out with shirts. It's just a logo on a shirt and uh, some stickers. I'm going to start updating it with more designs, more shirts, more merchandise as it goes on. But if you want to support us, you like what we do, head over to the link and uh, pick yourself up a shirt. But uh, try to enjoy the show. Thanks. With Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you gave me Empire. John Leguizamo. Uh, it's, a, it's a movie about a drug kingpin from New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, also starring the world-famous Fat Joe. In the first movie I ever saw him act in. I, this, I haven't seen him in anything else since this. He's done a couple things, like little cameos oh, here and there and stuff like that, but... Uh, um, so this came out in, like, what, 2001? Around there? Yeah, I was I was in middle school when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, because of the Empire TV show, it yeah. is really hard to do research on this movie. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, when I, when I saw the, uh, when I saw the show Empire come out, like, I was wondering, I was like, you know, because I always wonder, not just this, but, like, any time that you see something that's got the same title. Yeah. I always wonder, like, how does that not get, like, a... Uh, there's uh there's certain words that can't be copywritten like a licensing or yeah they can't they can't license certain words so uh so i guess this is one of them because there's a lot of things named empire so <laughs> i mean yeah the empire records there's plenty of shit so it's hard to do a little bit of, hard to do research on this movie but at the same time there's not a whole lot out there <laughs> i mean i can see why the only like only fun fact i had was uh john Leguizamo went to the bronx to actually hang out with fucking real drug dealers to see how they were like. but for He probably s- just went and hung out in his old neighborhood. That's what I'm saying. He just yeah. went out and hung out with old friends, high school buddies. But uh, but it didn't translate to me. I don't know if we've ever... Uh, I don't know if we've ever discussed this or not. I'm probably not, because he doesn't come up very often. But I love John Leguizamo. I do, too. I for the most like- part. It, he's one of those actors. I like his silly comedy more right. than I do his serious oh yeah, yeah his stand-ups are awesome yeah. if you ever watch I don't know if you ever watched them or not I mean we talked about the pest before and it's like that's the John Leguizamo that I like I mean I wouldn't go so so side sticky because he actually can't act like I oh, like yeah, him yeah. in serious shit too uh, loved him in Spawn that's another one I was gonna uh, say like he's great in Spawn you almost can't even tell that it's he does, yeah, Sid the Sloth he does great voice acting he's done voice acting in a bunch of stuff yep, that yep, you yep. probably wouldn't even I think didn't even of. think about that but yeah, yeah he's done great. five Ice Age movies and they're all I mean you know take a are but he's great in them and uh, but then you have those like detective shows that he's in mm-hmm. and i just don't care no i mean that's like it's, it's like anybody can play those parts you know what i mean like yeah i think ice t is a great actor and i think he's done a good job on svu mm-hmm. but if i'm being honest i feel like anybody in america could play that part on svu exactly and that's how i feel about most of those shows like you could replace anybody and it wouldn't make a difference we're just as normal people so fucking impressed because ice t used to rap about murdering cops and now he plays a cop on tv for like 30 years that's right. hilarious and he, and he has a metal band where he sings about fucking, yeah that's what i'm saying body count, body like, count. literally like yeah 
love that shit. But anyways, uh, but yeah, I, 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 shit, I even like Super Mario Brothers. You know, I mean, it's oh, a yeah. stupid, horrible movie, yes, for sure. But like, as a kid, it's the greatest thing in the world. Right. Um, I mean, I still have nostalgia for that one. I own it. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not afraid to admit. I like Bob Haskins too. Right. I think he's a great actor. I love Roger Rabbit. Who Frame Roger Rabbit is like one of my favorite movies. Oh, it's the same. Great fucking movie. So Empire. Empire. Um, uh, yeah. So I have some notes. I got kind of fucked up when I watched this movie because I'm like, that's not one you have to like be super sober to follow. And I took some like random ass notes while I was watching this. I can go ahead and like read some of them off. <laughs> the first one is this is the comic book movies of gangster. Was a comic book movie? Is a gangster movie? Because <laughs> yeah. it's so silly. It is. Like, it has silly Some moments. Other. And John Leguizamo is like, you can't take him serious as a gangster. I can't. Like, a mob boss? Or, I thought he sold it okay. Nah, I mean, that might be my personal preference. Like, I'm yeah. so used to seeing him as, like, the silly guy. Right. Seeing him try to be, like, a mob boss is, like, doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this feels like what privileged people think being a gangster is like. <laughs> I wrote that whenever the the uh, the guy was moving in on his his territory, and they uh, just yeah. fought in the middle of the street, and I was like, "There's no way, like that that aspect of it. I mean, it's not very real because if it that, just didn't if feel that was something. I mean, I'm not saying that his people wouldn't have the shit beat out of them right. for trying to push up on that corner, mm-hmm. but in broad daylight, no. exactly. Like that's what made me feel like this is just what they think it's like. So they're just reenacting with shit like that. I always looked at it as that's how they were trying to paint, like how big a deal he was in that neighborhood mm-hmm. that he could do that shit broadly in broad daylight. You're not going to say a fucking word because yeah, I wish they would have played it up more. Like how to cop, like see it and just like, yeah, yeah little thing, like there are little things in this movie. I realized this once I watched it for this, mm-hmm. for this time. Uh, I really enjoy the first part of the movie. And then about 45 in, I don't give a shit anymore. So it sets it up. John Leguizamo, there's four... four. Yes, there's four. See, that's another thing that pissed me off about it this time around, that I didn't really notice it until mm-hmm. I watched it this time. This is one of those cases where, like, it could have been two movies. Yeah. Either make it about the guy getting fucked over mm-hmm. by the financial guy, or make it about a drug dealer. Right. Don't make it about a guy that, that's doing all the gangster shit, the first 45, and then now he's just changed his life overnight, like... That's the shit that I was over. But anyways, uh, yeah, that's the problem is they uh, they set up the the drug deal so drug dealer thing so much that when I he know, tries like, to flip, it's like it's wait. one of the best parts of the movie is like when he's just bra- see. First of all, I am a big setup guy. Mm-hmm. I love a good setup. When they're putting the team together, like Rick and Morty made the joke about, I fucking hate heist movies because mm-hmm. they're always putting the team together. Dude, I love that shit. Oh, that's, me too. It's one of my favorite parts of any movie is when they're getting the team. They're, they're finding the guys they need, and they're setting up. Like, this is our fucking fall guy. This is our fucking electric guy. Like, yes. I love that shit. I can watch it all day. Um, and I think that's why I love the first half, half of this movie so much, because, like, he spends a good 20 minutes of the first part of the movie just breaking down, like, this is my territory. This is uh, Hector's territory. And then he names the name of the drug that they make. It was a little different, but I kind of liked it. Like, I didn't hate it. Like, he named off territories. It was good. Like you said, good setup. So, mm-hmm. I wasn't mad at it. And it showed all of them. And it showed, like, what their product was like. And, like, Tito, you know, he makes a little bit more money than everybody. But that's because he cuts his shit most. Which means mm-hmm. he's also got the most problems with people. And and then uh, he's like, but one of my favorite parts, and, you know, obviously this wouldn't fly nowadays. But I like the joke because he's like, there's one guy that makes the drug called Dancing Queen. And his shit, Empire, is, like, mm. the best. But this other guy... 
his is like just as good. Like if you can't get his, they go to this guy. Well, it's right. called Dancing Queen, and the guy that makes it happens to be gay. Yeah, he's like makes a damn good product, even for a faggot. Like like he was at like like he makes great drugs. It's just like if he wasn't gay, he could be that much better. Like right. it's a shitty way of thinking. And like I said, obviously it wouldn't fly nowadays. But I just like the fact that like. Even though he was gay, he still gave him props because that's how good of a drug dealer he was. Like, right. you know, I, it, little shit like that. The like, more I watch like older films from like the eighties and nineties, I'm oh, just yeah. like, this shit won't fly today. Never. Like be. I, uh, I, uh, so I think I picked the next movie that you should give me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, uh, if you um, had something in mind, right? Already, but I watched the movie last night, and I'm like, I think this is on Nick's list for me, and I kind of want to talk about it. Devil's Advocate. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, that was it, bro. That was the one that I told you that I wanted to put on the list, but we never figured it. That's what it was. It was Devil's okay. Advocate. So I watched it last night, and I would love to talk about it so it can go on our next episode of you giving me a movie because I knew it was on the list. All right. But there's some shit in that thing that I was like, this shit would not fly today. Oh, God, no. Um, but anyway, so yeah. That You're is talking my... about the subway scene, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a great scene, man. Right. Pacino, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, when they talk about great Pacino movies, like, that's, that's top five on me. Definitely. Bro. Like, it doesn't take much to outshine Keanu, acting-wise, I feel like, especially in the 90s. That's what I told Kendra. I'm like, Keanu Reeves has built his career on just being a nice guy, because he's not a great actor. He is not at all, man. He really is Like, outside of Bill and Ted. Dude, and that's the thing, man. Like, we even, like, you know, like, going back and watching the originals, when I went to watch the third one, mm-hmm. like, I watched the first and the second one, and I'm thinking to myself... And I saw Point Break a couple weeks in between there. I went on like a little mini Keanu kick for a while. Older Keanu. And I just kept thinking to myself like, this guy's never been a good fucking actor. Like we just were like, oh, look how cute he is. Yeah, he's exactly. young. And 100%. it's like, he's a fucking heartthrob. Like we're just, he completely could not act his way out of the paper bag, dude. And nothing. Oh, I'm an FBI agent. Nothing, <laughs> nothing shows that better than Devil's Advocate, in my opinion. Really, though. But uh, I don't want to spoil too much of that one because I do want to talk about that movie. There's a lot to talk about with that shit. But, so, like I said, it's not hard for Pacino to upstage him, but yeah. it was just like, wow. But it's still one of his best performances, in my yeah. opinion. It's up there, like, right under The Godfather for me. Right. But, um, uh, so he sets up the whole drug deal in Empire and then like he gets a wild hair up his ass and he meets this guy well all four all four of these drug dealers they all get supplied by the same brother and sister right but the, what separates them is how much they cut it like right John Leguizamo they give has them the purest X amount of product and then they leave it to the dealers because they always say I want X amount of dollars for my product and then everything else is your profit so not to like start a drug teaching class or anything but like like Greg said, the more substance you cut it with, you make more, you, you get more quantity, but you don't get, you cut on quality. Right. And John Wagazamo cut on quantity over because he wanted his shit to be the best. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much what he sets up in the first part. And uh, Fat Joe's crew, uh, they go and they're like, one of the dudes that, do, that sells for John Wagazamo comes in all fucked up and they're like what happened to you and he's like fucking Tito's crew fucking pushed up on me and they're trying to take over our block so of course and I it's a cool scene but like you said it's very cheesy it's very like like, silly cause in New York the gun laws are so strict and that's why they do that scene is to show you how fucking serious they are about that but you can get like 15 years just for getting caught with a gun Mm -hmm. in New York and uh so when gangsters and shit like that chill 
unless they're out in the streets and they know they might need it right then for the most part they don't keep guns on them unless they need them right so that scene where they come in and then she, the the chick behind the bar is literally handing them all guns mm-hmm. so they can go fucking see about these people and it's like a good thing to show John Logazamo is like the alpha mm-hmm. he goes out there and beats the fucking shit out of this guy and of course everybody knows who he is and they're like too afraid to do anything about it so that guy goes back to Fat Joe and he's like, who fucked you up? And he's like, man, they fucking jumped us. He goes, Vic jumped you? Like, because that's like he knows John Leguizamo's character, you know? Uh-huh. He's like, he's like, all right, well, maybe maybe they didn't fuck with us. We were fucking with them. And he's like, you better tell that motherfucker I didn't have nothing to do with this. It's Fat Joe don't want none of the smoke. So, guys go back and... Uh, he doesn't tell John Leguizamo that it was his idea, that it wasn't Fat Joe's idea. He fucking tries to kill John Leguizamo. Shoots him in the arm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a cool scene where John Leguizamo, like, he got into this life because his older brother was a drug dealer, was a corner guy. And he wore this big gold G chain around his <laughs> neck. That thing looks so silly. I did not like that thing at all. And uh, his brother gets gunned down, which, you know, happens to a lot of those guys out there doing that. Right. And that's all he had to remember him from when he took the chain off his neck yeah. when he died because he didn't want anybody else to get it. And like that's the whole thing. Like after he gets shot, he comes out of like a fever dream, and he's feeling around for his chain and he ain't got it on. So mm-hmm. he he just starts doing like patting his chest, and his girl loves what he wants, so she puts the chain back on. Uh, Trench, Trench from the uh, Naughty by Nature, plays one of the guys in his crew. He's mm-hmm. the black guy, obviously. Cheddar. Because I think it's what his name is in the movie. And uh, another cool part, like, it's silly, but it's a cool part because, like, that is another problem drug dealers run into. He goes, you got so much cash. He goes, and you can't just have it laying around, so you can only so much shit you can buy it on. You can't put it in a bank because they ask questions. He goes, uh, so the one dude, he had, like, this mad... Cheddar, the guy Tretch from... Naughty by Nature has this massive sound part, uh, sound system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he has the world's largest sound system in the world's smallest apartment. It's <laughs> literally moving the walls while he's listening to it. You know, that's why I said. That's why I said that because this is like the comic book movie of gangster movies because it just does silly shit like that. Like it takes like things that are would be normal, like somebody having a really good like sound system or whatever, and then just amps it up a little bit more and makes it just silly. <laughs> and he said my boy Jimmy's into all this African jungle shit. So then my boy's got like this big King of Zamunda bed and like all these tiger stripe blankets <laughs> and pillows and he's got all these ferns and shit to make his room look like a jungle. And then John Lugazamo spends 30 grand in cash on a diamond necklace for his girlfriend. And uh, another part I like is he's like, I drive a $40,000 Lincoln Navigator. He goes, and this is back in the one when Navigators were like the hottest thing yeah, out. Yeah. He's like, I park in one of the poorest neighborhoods in the world. He goes, and nobody touches it. He goes, you want to know why? Respect. And then there's another part where he, uh, a, a kid from the neighborhood asks John Leguizamo for a PlayStation 2 when they first came out. And they're like $400. And the dude's like, man, I'm not Santa Claus, bro. Like, I don't just buy shit for people. And he's like, he's like, man, I'll wash your car for a week. And he's like, you'll wash my car for two months. He goes, I'm going to buy you three games. He goes, you go down there and get it. I thought that was pretty cool. A uh, nice little element, how it shows how John Leguizamo, like, takes care of people. But he was still a piece of shit. Because I mean, you see, he went straight to the mob and said, all that fucking money your son's been saving, I want it. He goes, and I'm going to check up on that PlayStation. Well, I kind of understand. He, he the 
the kid is paying for his own PlayStation because that's what he was using the money for anyway. Right. So. But he's still making him wash his truck for a month. Yeah, but you know you gotta learn. You gotta you gotta earn your keep. He was doing a good deed, but he was doing it in like oh yeah a, a shitty, drug he like, a drug dealer way a yeah, shitty person's. Like, but him going to the mom and being like, "You sell that PlayStation, I'm gonna come after you." Yeah. So I like that aspect of right. it where he's looking after the kids. Oh, because you could clearly tell the mom was well, strung drug, out, strung out yeah, drug. which is ironic because he's a fucking drug dealer. So, um, but anyway, it just popped in my head. Well, you know, a little scene about that that's really cool is the fact that the kid that he's hanging out with is Fat Joe's son. Hmm. Because later on in the movie, that's how he knows that they fucked up. Right. Um, fun fact about that. You know, when Fat Joe is sitting on the couch with his son, he's playing video games. I love that. Whenever the kid plays, the, pauses the game so he can talk to his dad, there's VCR lines in the game so you can see that it's a, just a recording that somebody oh. paused. <laughs> oh, I didn't pay attention to that. It was a fun little That's a fun, fun little, little fact. fact. Uh, like I said, Fat Joe, never seen him act. Never did it. I liked his little part. I mean, it's really just a glorified cameo. It wasn't terrible. Cameo. I mean, he's only in the movie for about eight minutes, but he goes out like a fucking gangster. <laughs> and I love how he goes out, because that's how I would go out. Yeah. Because I'm a fat fuck, too. <laughs> uh, so anyways, John Gozama wakes up. He's been shot, and uh, obviously he knows the dude that did it to him. He tells his crew they're going to take Fat Joe out. Just wait till I get out of the hospital. His second-in-command is named Jimmy. He's a hothead. He's just about that life, just like Vic is, but he isn't like a people person like Vic. Like you said, Vic is a is a smooth talker. He's gonna figure out a way to get the best out of whatever he needs. Jimmy will just fucking kill you and go on about his day. Right. So, all that said, he gets out. They go see the brother and sister who are on the plug, the suppliers, and they get the blessing. And the brother's like, "Yeah, man, we've been fucking. We're tired of fucking with him every week. We got to deal with some bullshit." He's like, "So you got our blessing. You can take him out." So they go to kill Fat Joe, and the coolest part about it is, is Fat Joe is like at his fattest in this movie. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've seen Fat Joe lately, but this guy's that guy's lost like two hundred pounds. He's Has trying, he? yeah, he's trying to live. Like, he looks fantastic. Compared I noticed that's a did. lot of celebrities. Like in the early days, they just get real. Not all, but you know, the yeah. bigger, bigger celebrities. And all then when they get past 40, they're like, if I don't do something, I'm going to die. So they all go on a fucking diet. Well, it's like, what's the point of having all this fucking money if I'm dead? Yeah, right. Because yeah. there was one. Can't think of his fucking name. It was Every, one of the one of the sons off of me, myself, and Irene. Crazy mm-hmm. skinny now. Anthony like, Anderson. Yes, him. Mm-hmm. Crazy skinny. Dude, everybody that used to be fat is skinny now, bro. Yeah. We're like the last two. <laughs> Seth <laughs> Rogen, skinny. Jonah Hill, somewhat skinny. <laughs> Jonah Hill bounces back and forth, but yeah. I get it. Pizza's good. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like all his weight comes from stress eating. Like, what do you mean I didn't win an Academy Award? Oh, wow. He just goes to work. Maybe if he just shouldn't be such a dick, he wouldn't be so stressed all the time. I have heard he's a huge dick in real I've, life. I've seen interviews, and he's just a cock. He really does seem very pretentious. Like, yeah. like oh, don't ask me that. I'm he, no, that, poor. That's exactly how he is in the yeah. fucking thing. I've seen... But anyway, this is nearly for enough. So but no, I have not seen Fat Joe. Like, he is pretty big in this yeah, movie. Yeah, him, Rick Ross, DJ Khaled, like, they're all good friends, and they've all lost a shit ton of weight. Like, yeah. you can't even recognize They want the Joe Rogan. Really, <laughs> no, no, not November. Uh, anyway, so he's, like, a good 450 in this movie. And he's sitting on the couch, and, of course, uh, Vic and Legazamo's crew, they come in, and they start shooting shit up. Mm-hmm. This big motherfucker, what's he gonna do, run? 
So he gets bitch gets up off the couch to start shooting at them, and he moves a cushion, and there's a chromed out AK-47 just chilling there, which I was like, that's badass. <laughs> Pulls that out, starts taking shit. Do, 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 you know? My favorite is whenever I don't know what he did to like spring it, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm okay, getting, I'm getting okay. there. I'm getting there. <laughs> so he runs out of ammo. He's a big dude, man. He gets shot about three, four times. Doesn't even stop because he's just so big. You know, adrenaline's going. Right. Man's out of ammo. Well, what do you do? He goes to pull the recliner that is for your feet. Yeah. But he've got it rigged that it shoots a fucking double barrel shotgun over the back of this bitch. <laughs> and that is the coolest fat guy flex I have ever seen in my fucking life to this day. That's probably why I gave you this movie, honestly. <laughs> Just the one Just thing. for the fucking couch flex, bro. <laughs> because I fuck with that. That's exactly what I was saying. It, it harpens back to this is the comic book movie of gangster movies, which I'm not mad at. This is one of those things that's like... This is reality in its finest because we don't we don't know what an f- overweight gangster has to do when they're mm-hmm. fighting for their lives. Now we know <laughs> they have double barrel shotguns that get passed to them like a lob over the top, dude. <laughs> and he catches it in perfect fucking flight, dude. Right? <laughs> Boom! Blows the fucking bar. He's been practicing up, dude. that shit for a while. Yeah, I wonder how many takes it took. Yeah. Probably one, because Fat Joe just looks like he's that guy, bro. Fuck it. That's I, the thing is, he does look the part. Yeah. Joe Crack got this. Press the button. Like, I can see that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he's shooting at all of his boys. Well, fucking Leguizamo sneaks up behind him. 45, paints the wall red. So we're all sitting there talking shit. We did it, we did it. And then they hear something. So Jimmy just, pow, shoots. Mm -hmm. Shoots Fat Joe's son. You think that's the end of it, but that comes back to bite him in the ass later on. So all this happens, and... uh, Next thing you know, his girlfriend, he meets his girlfriend for lunch, and she's got a friend because she's in school to be a nurse or a doctor or some shit. I forget what it is, but this, this old lady's got her shit together. Right. He goes, she never asked me about my business. He goes, but I know it's only because she loved me, and she never asked me to stop because she knows I can't stop. And Like I said, the first 45 minutes paint this, that he's just like a hustler till I'm in the soil, I'm in this shit for life. It's all about the game and nothing else. Like, that's what he's painting. Mm-hmm. Well, then the girlfriend get their boyfriend. She goes, oh, yeah, my boyfriend's some hotshot Wall Street guy. Right. And here's where the second act, and this is where I think the movie just goes in a completely different direction. Yeah, this is where it kind of falls apart for me, too. Um, Like I said, and I didn't hate either storyline, man. Mm-hmm. I just wish they would have picked one. Right. Or um, not made this one so silly, I guess. I don't know, man. I just got, like, the Like, longer... the first one's, like, silly, but it's kind of, like, uh, an exaggeration of what really happens. This one is silly as in, like, I don't see this actually happening. Oh, it would never happen. Exactly. He would have took that dude and tied him to a fucking chair, and they'd have been driving roofing nails through his body until he gave up every cent of that money that he stole. Well, the whole thing is, so... He's a businessman. He's an investor. That's what he does. He pulls the old bait and switch on him or whatever. The right. Ponzi scheme, whatever you want to call it. That's exactly what I wrote in my notes. I'm like, this feels like a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is, um, by the way, my mom had that done to her one time. Did she? I'm going to tell you a little story. So uh, there was this lady. She goes around and she tells people like, hey, I'm gonna, I can get you a grant from the government. You just pay me this amount of money and I can get you like 10 times this amount back from the government. Just gotta do a bunch of paperwork or whatever. And I remember this shit too. I was a kid. We went over to this lady's super nice fucking house. Like she's been doing this shit for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And uh go over to her house, there's an auditor there, sign some papers. So it feels really legit. 
I was like, damn, I didn't know, like, getting extra money was, like, this easy or whatever. So, my mom does this whole thing, gives her the money, and then, like, months and months go by. I never hear from this lady. She, like, tries to call her. Lady won't answer her phone. Numbers disconnected. Uh, right, exactly. That whole, that whole thing. So, a couple years go by, and this lady gets arrested for a Ponzi scheme. Mm. She would just take these people's money, mm-hmm. promise grants, and then just, like, move away. That was, like, her deal. And that's the kind of people that they target because your mom seems like one of the sweetest people. Yeah, like. she's a sweetheart and like she's not. But that's, I hate to say it, but that's what they aim for, bro. Yeah. Them sweet people. Oh, that, it's like those people that give you the uh, the extended warranty. Yeah. They're, they're, go, they're aiming for the 80-year-old people that think mm-hmm. they need this, mm-hmm. not the young people that know it's a fucking scam. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was just, that's one of those stories. So that's basically what he's doing to John Leguizamo. He's right. like, you give me a bunch of money, I'll invest it, we'll make, we'll get rich together. He does it the first time. He he pushes it through, gets him his money like two days later. Well, it's kind of like the first hits free right. kind of thing. Yeah, like he sees that. Well, he's... he has to make him show that it works, or else like because he's not a dumb motherfucker. Right. And that's what the girlfriend says. She's like, "Why are you doing business with a guy like that? You've never mm-hmm. done business with a guy like that." He goes, "You know how much he's worth." He goes, "Maybe not on paper." He goes, "But you know how much a guy like that? Probably two, three million. Yeah. But I did write in my notes, like, who the fuck is this guy and why does he have so much trust in him? Like, mm-hmm. I, that's the part that was unbelievable is he warmed up to him too much and gave him too much trust. Well, at first, I don't think he was going to, but when he gets arrested and the dude gets him bailed out within, like, an hour of being there, you could tell that he had never gotten out of jail that quick in his life. That's true. He's like some hotshot fucking attorney shows up. You know, this old Jewish dude shows up. Yeah, I guess that, he kind of shows him that he's looking that well. He did, and then he got his girl... To be close with her, his girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'd say he set it up very well. Like, I thought it was still a good plot. Like, it, yeah. like I said, it could have been. And he didn't have to be a drug lord. He could have been just a hardworking guy that saved his money. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's, I see what you're saying. The contrast of the right. stories. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like they just wanted you to, like, see, like, do you feel bad that a drug dealer got all of his money taken? Because, like, it's like, to me, it felt like they were kind of saying, like, well, if you think that this guy got fucked over, then you're a shitty person, too. That makes sense. It would be a little more like tug at the heartstrings if it was like a hard guy that was like working. Father of five. He's been saving his money his whole life and this is his whole life savings. And This guy literally just went and got the shit out of six apartments and bodegas that let <laughs> old people live there well, to the, get his cash. Well, his main supplier, isn't that who it goes the to? The lady, I yeah. I was a little fucked up, so I'm yeah. trying to like piece The brother the is, the, is the, the guard dog. Yeah. He's the killer and the sister is the one with the, with the money. Like she's the one that... that does the paperwork and the brother's the one that hands out the justice. Oh, okay. Judge so and yeah, he does go to her to get more money to do like the real Well because stuff. like he's thinking that he's gonna he's like, This lady the only way out she's gonna let me out is if I make her rich as fuck. Yeah. Fast. Well that's the whole thing is he wants to do this to get out of the crime. Cause like at first it's like it's all about the game, but then once he sees how quick you can make this money and I didn't have to kill anybody, I didn't right. have to Buck anybody up. I don't have to worry about going to prison. Mm-hmm. So it starts appealing to him, and you start see it changes him. Like he stops going around his crew, he stops going to hang out. Yeah, because there's that one part where he uh, he's going out with his girl, and they pull up, and they're like, "What you doing?" He's like, "Let's go drink, bro. Yeah, let's, let's go, go hang out." Dude. He's like, "Oh, we got a thing. Yeah, you know, we're doing or whatever." Right. And then they're at the mom's, her mom's house, and the nephew's showing off his chain. She's like, oh, she's like, that's almost bigger than Vic's. She's like, show him. And he's like, I don't have it on. And she's like, what do you mean you don't have it on? He's like, I don't have it on. What do you want from me? And that's like, hey, you can tell that the money's changed him a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Well, he doesn't want to be like. He doesn't want to be his brother, you know. He doesn't want to be shot down in the street. Like he wants to be somebody that. Exactly, and you show those kind of chains. He knows what it makes it him look like. Yeah, because he goes from wearing like he he sports like Sean John the first half of the movie. Mm -hmm. He's in like a denim sweatsuit and all this other crazy like you know like like it made me think of middle school like a motherfucker because I had like half those jeans, the Timberlands, (laughs) all that shit. I had all that shit. Um, I was more of a Tommy Hilfiger slash Fubu, which is. I liked Fubu. I had a couple Fubu jerseys, the O fives. I just loved their jeans. They had that like um, shiny jean material yeah i was obsessed with which it. now like everybody uses yeah i just like it was back in the day it was still like new and fresh that shit was so nice people who talk shit all they want bro i miss jinkos man thank you think like, jinkos were hard as fuck we were talking like, about mick before we hit record he's talking about me starting a new metal band he's like i'll get you a pair of jinkos and i'm like is that an insult <laughs> like you're trying to make me feel bad please get me a pair of jinkos you can actually buy them just fyi you can go on the jinko website and they sell their old school like That's the uh, boxing kangaroo jeans like you can that. buy them now Dude, I remember, like, the dude had the jeans so big, but the legs were so big, this dude could carry a double-barrel shotgun down his pants, and he would have no idea. Single, single, or 69-inch single leg. (laughs) Each leg. There was one guy that I went to school with. He took it a step farther, and he's like, it's a one-pent leg. And I'm like, no, that's a dress. (laughs) I remember the one dude, his shit was so long. Dude, it covered his shoes and everything. It just looked like his pants were rooted into the ground. Mm-hmm. I had one pair of shorts. They were like, I, I say shorts, but they were definitely jorts. Yeah. Cutting into the Capri area. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I bought this one, I went to fucking Hot Topic, and I bought this one outfit that I was so fucking excited for. It was those trip pants. Like, uh-huh. if you didn't wear Jinkos, you wore trip, which was more of the, like... Um, they had all the chains and shit hanging off. Yeah, them, exactly. Man. It was um, goth, you know, that kind of thing. They had, like, blue accents, and I found this Bundvane shirt of their, like, new album, and it was blue, the mm. blue emblem, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna rock this. Like, three other guys had the same oh. exact outfit when I went to school. I was like, damn. They got me like that on, a per- on the Percy Miller collection, man. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Master P came out with his clothing line no, in, no, like, no, 0203. Uh, it was called the Percy Miller collection, because his real name was Percy Miller. Right. Uh, yeah. And I bought it. It was a shirt, collared shirt combo. Was, or yeah, it was a collared shirt shorts combo, and it all went together, and it was clean as fuck. And I remember I had my Air Forces, and I had the, the the outfit to go with it. And you know, the first day of school, you know, you got your outfit laid out for yeah, the yeah, day yeah. before, and you're just like, man, bitches gonna love this and everything <laughs> else. And another kid. It was my first day of high school, bro. Yeah. Shit, you not, dude. I step off the bus, feeling good. Made it 10 feet, saw three other kids wearing the same fucking outfit, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Looked at them all, and they all gave me that same look back. 1999 at Ross, bro. Right. <laughs> Your mom's cool, too, huh? Yeah, yeah right. That's the exact look we all gave each other. <laughs> we all just looked down, all shake your head at once. Fuck. I don't ever wore it again. I never wore it again. <laughs> same. I don't think I wore that. Like, I didn't wear it together, that shirt and that pant combo. I just remember being so blown because I was like, man, I'm the only fucking guy with this shit on, man. People don't even like Master P anymore. Right. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I got <laughs> proved wrong that day. Yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, he changes in Empire. He changes his whole setup. He's wearing a suit. Doesn't want to wear the chain anymore. He, he thinks he's all official now because he's a, he has an investor friend. And now his girlfriend's pregnant. 
And that's another reason why he's like, all right, well, I'm doing the right thing. I'm getting out of it. And he tells the lady, he does the first deal. The first deal goes good. Well, that's when old boys kind of starts infect, uh, starting his plan. He uh, starts a fight between him and the girl because he sends his chick over there to flirt with John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. So they start kind of messing around. He's like, what are you doing? And this and that. And she's like, what? I just want to touch it. You know, shit like that. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I do remember this now. And then girl comes through, of mm-hmm. course. She's pregnant. Takes him back to the house with her mom's in the Bronx. And uh, he ends up getting with old boy, which I knew something was up, man. Like, So you're going to tell me your chick didn't come home and tell you that she made me and my old lady split up and all that? Mm-hmm. They're hanging out this and that, and he's like, he's like, I need to win, man. He's like, I'm just, he's like, I'm struggling right now. And he's like, well, I got this thing I'm doing, you know, but it's a, it's a pretty big deal. It's a million dollar buy-in and all this other shit, like trying to make it seem like, ah, oh, it's too, it's too good to be true. Like, yeah, he, he, he can't get in on it even if he wants. Yeah, he's running the game pretty hard. So finally, like, I was like, man, whatever I got to do, man, I want to get in on this shit, man. Like, do me this favor, do this for me. So he's like, all right, man, if you can get like two and a half million dollars, I can get this shit done for mm-hmm. you. So he goes, gets all the money he's earned in his entire time as a drug lord, goes to the plug, begs her, like, look, I've never fucked you over, I've never skimped you, I've never... Yeah, I'm your best fucking... He's like, I've, I've been loyal as shit to you all this time. He's right. like, please help me out and do this favor for me. Mm-hmm. And the chick, even she's like, you've earned this. Yeah. She's like, but I want my money back by this date or it's a problem. Right. He's like, yeah, no problem. I got this shit back last time. No problem. So, sure enough, a couple days go by, money's gone, ain't heard nothing. Yep. Goes to the office, it's fucking being rented out. Yeah. Like, it was just like a... Exactly. Same story I told you about with my mom. Same shit. Disappears. Yeah, I was about to say, I was surprised that you said she took her to the house instead of like an office building. Yeah. Because, you know, that's, like, the biggest thing, you know? Well, the thing is, I think she, like, would rent homes to make... She would rent really expensive-looking homes. That makes it look like she has her shit together. So it looks like, oh, she knows what she's doing. She's really rich. And then just moves the fuck away. And that auditor was probably her fucking partner or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, that's pretty much what this gist is. So the the apartment's blank. He goes to the guy's house. It's empty. The the business is empty. All the numbers are, you know, changed. I was just thinking, like, I would send, like, a not-so-good friend, like, someone that I'm acquainted with, and I don't care if they get fucked over, send them to her first, and when they get their money, then we'll talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, I think the, I think the biggest mistake Leguizamo made was the fact that he thought that he was smarter than this dude. Yeah. Or that he had him so scared that... This guy wouldn't dream of fucking me over because he knows what I'd do to him. That's true. And he's still, like, ready to get out. He's looking, he's grasping at any straw that he can find. And that's what I was going to say. That's probably one of my biggest complaints with this movie is, especially this last time around when I watched, because, like, it's literally like he changed how the character was halfway through the movie. Exactly. At first, like I said, he's a fucking certified gangster. Like, I've been this shit till I die. And then halfway through the movie, it's like, I just gotta get out, man. Like, what happened, bro? Like, what happened in these 40 minutes that's just like, oh, yeah, you got shot, bro, but I mean, you didn't even act like that was a big deal. Yeah, that kind of comes with the territory. But, yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's kind of how I felt about the movie. I watched you blow Fat Joe's head off like it was a fucking Tuesday, you Mm -hmm. know, and now you're just all fucked up. I mean, I get it. You lost $2 million. I'd be fucking blown, too. 
So anyways, he every last favor he's got to find this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. And by the time he finds him, they blow him through his fucking money. Or most of it. Right. And uh, he's threatening the guy and threatening him and threatening him. And the girl's like, just calm down. Just calm down. He's like, shut up, you stupid bitch. And he ends up fucking shooting her in the head. Well, she pulls out a gun. Just oh, that's him. what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. And, and then, of course, he just breaks down. You fucking ghetto piece of shit. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is the movie that I was thinking of. He calls him a, a spick. And he's like, is that what it is? Yeah. He's like, you, you fucking low life spick. Don't call me a spick. But that's when I was like, that shit would not fly today. Well, and then he fucking shoots him in the head. Like, bro, where's the torture? You gonna tell me $2 million, but you're gonna lose every ounce of blood you got. I was got. gonna say, I would tie him up and... I'm like, gonna get your family over here and watch them die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're gonna go all the way with this shit. Right. At this, for $2 million? And it's not even my money? <laughs> yeah, bro, you're, you all gotta go. Yeah. So he ends up getting, like, what, 50, 60K of it? Like, whatever they have left of the money? A fucking chunk change of what it was. Goes and, well, it's enough that he starts a business in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Because he's Puerto Rican, obviously. Okay, I have to admit, this is where I, like, hit my, like, fucked up. Like, I was drinking. So. So, a lot, the part of this movie is, like, a blur until the end. So, you he, gotta fill me in. He kills both of them. Right. And the, re- oh, that's how he found out. The The only thing that the, the, the finance guy fucked up was, is he used his actual mother. Mm-hmm. For, like, a, a help on it. Like, you know what I mean? So he called the mom and said, Hey, I'm trying to get a hold of Jack. Do you know where he's at? And she's like, Oh, yeah, he didn't tell you. He's still at the loft over and whatever. And that's yeah. how he tracks him down. Right. So he shoot, kills them, takes whatever money he can get, and he takes his girl because he's about to have a baby at this point. She's pregnant as shit. So he goes down and he starts a little, like, you know, uh, like a swim-up bar type of deal on the beach in Puerto Rico and... Uh, he's like, oh, my kid's born, my kid's born, you know, and like, he gets super excited and he gets into his car to go see his son, and that's when the brother of the drug supplier blows his head off, which he's sitting in a Rolls Royce, which bothered me too. Like, you <laughs> went down here with next to nothing, bro, and now you have a Rolls Royce again? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. That's Puerto Rico that. ain't doing that bad. Like, a Rolls Royce is still a fucking Rolls Royce. Right. Uh, like I said, uh, it's one of those movies that I liked a lot more when I was younger. Mm. Like I said, I think it was this last time I watched it that I really was realized. Like I, I realized that I only loved the first fifty minutes of this movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because once you get into the investor part, it just kind of falls apart. It just doesn't. It's not. It just believable. stops being. It stops being interesting. Honestly, yeah, exactly. like I don't give a shit. Like right. the cool shit about territory and killing the rivals and all that. Like that is my fucking bread and butter, dude. You know that. Mm-hmm. But the other shit, I was just like, bro, people get scammed every day. That shit's not even fun. Like, that shit's not even cool. Yeah. Or you're scamming a drug dealer, like. Yeah. Big fucking deal. Like, and I mean, on a normal day, you wouldn't give a fuck about that. You know? <laughs> right. It fucking deserves this. What you give for selling drugs, right? Yeah. But in this one, it's just like, damn, this is a waste of time. <laughs> but, uh, so my overall rating of it, I'll give it a six. Six? Yeah, I'll give it a six. Yeah. Um, and I own it. You own it? I I I don't know. I should have I should have borrowed it from you because I rented it and then like I was fucked up and I was like I really don't want to pay for this movie again so I did like highlights on YouTube. God, I <laughs> hope you didn't pay a lot for it. No, I was like, three, three, I, was three, like three, I, I don't mind renting the movies for the for the podcast and then sometimes I end up buying them because I'm like I like it so much I want to see it again. Well, I should I could have dug it out for you. I should have. I see it on sale every weekend at the flea market. <laughs> it's funny that you you find it because. I couldn't, it was so hard to find shit on this movie. Like, nobody get like, this was, like, one of those movies that got buried. 
Like, everyone's trying to forget about it, even John Leguizamo. Probably. <laughs> but, um, I give it a not recommended. Like, don't bother. Yeah. Honestly, I've seen the storyline a hundred times done better. It's just a meh. If you're a, like, if you're a huge Leguizamo fan, it's not a bad movie. Like, yeah, it's exactly. watchable. You know what I mean? But, you'll start picking apart shit about after the first time you watch it. Right. That's what I did anyways. So let's get to, Ar- the, to the Army of the Dead, because I have a feeling you want to shit on this movie so bad. Um, I have a lot of things to say this, but I have a few like touching points that I want to talk to before we get to Army of the Dead, because it's going to be another long conversation. All right. Um, do you want your present first, or do you want to talk about some movies that I watched? And I feel like I know what you're going to say. Of course I want my present. All right. <laughs> so I did something. What'd you do? <clears throat> You dyed your hair blue, I see that. I did dye my hair blue. <laughs> Looks good, by the way. Thanks. I wanted to change things up. Oh, that is so fucking awesome, dude! So What the fuck? I finally... Nick has been begging for this since we like hit record on the first episode. He's like, we gotta get t-shirts. So finally, I... That is it was our two-year anniversary, so I figured like it's time to start doing some merch. That is fucking dope, bro. Who'd you get to make these? Um, it's a website online that does it. It does all the <laughs> heavy lifting for me. Yeah. But, you know, I figured... Did if, you get one? I'm gonna get one. But I wanted that as, like, a tester to see how it looked. And it looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. And I like the material. It fits well. So, uh... Dude, so. I'm gonna wear this thing every fucking day. <laughs> Thank you, bro. You're welcome. So... That is so fucking cool, man. That just made my day, bro. Right? That so, is so hard. So... As of this episode, hopefully I have everything set up, but we should have a merchandise. I'll have the link in the description so you can, like, buy those t-shirts. It's just our logo on the front, but I'm going to start working with my brother. We're going to get some designs out, maybe get some, like, cooler designs, different things. I might do one with the grenade and the projector on it. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. That's a great one. So. That is so fucking cool, dog. Like, that is the coolest shit I've heard all fucking week. Yeah. Thank you. It came in yesterday, so I'm like, please get here before we do the fuck. That is cool, man. Yeah. That is so fucking cool. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. It looks good. I did a bunch of research to make sure I got, like, the best. It really does. The best product. You can even put your Band-Aid on there for you. (laughs) How cool is that? Yeah. That is awesome. I fucking love that, dude. Oh, my God. That's why I wanted to do it on the podcast, because uh, it wouldn't be as... Has it been sitting there the whole fucking time? Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even notice it, dude. <laughs> that is just so fucking cool. It's a... I hope it fits. It fits me, so... And I'm bigger than you, I think. I'm just taller. Yeah. So, yeah. Link in description for... We're going to start up our merchandise store. That one's just the logo right now, but we're going to start working on some stuff. My brother has some really, really cool I'm going to make everybody I know buy a shirt. <laughs> everybody I know is going to yeah. buy a shirt. I'll send you the link so you can uh, look it up. So, my brother came over the other day. We were just hanging out. And I was like, I rent- I bought this movie called I Saw the Devil. You want to watch it with me? I was like, sure, why not? So I watched this movie, and I was just blown away about how good and how fucking brutal it is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's in the same vein as a uh, old boy, but just like the gore is like cranked up to eleven. Really? Yeah. Is an older movie or a newer one? Uh, relatively newer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm gonna put that on your list. We'll watch it eventually. But I was just like, fuck, this is a good movie. Like I'm on this serious like Korean kick, mm-hmm. Korean movie kick. Right. And uh, 
so we're gonna do that one so I don't want to talk about it too much and then my brother was like have you heard of this movie it's called uh, Voices it has Ryan Reynolds in it I told you about that movie bro did you really yeah we talked about it on here where he's fucking insane and the dog and the cat and everybody talks to him so you've seen it yeah dude this was the hands down the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life you know what the shittiest part about it is is he did all the animals voices too did he really I did not know that he did we were trying to look up who did the voices and we're like we don't know this guy we don't know this fucking Ryan Reynolds is a fucking genius Mm -hmm. because the dog sounds like um, Ron White mixed with somebody else I couldn't or uh, uh, Gary Busey and Ron White that's they, what the dog sounds like. They say that people that have like known Ryan Reynolds for years that said that like something was up with his ass when they did that one. Because mm-hmm. they said that like he was so fucking creepy when he made it. Yeah. That like I remember I only watched it once. Yeah. Because I remember like loving Ryan Reynolds, but he was still on the way up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh fuck, I love that guy in waiting and all that other shit. And then I put it on and I was like, this movie's fucking shitty. Like I don't like it. Dude, this movie scares the fucking shit out of me. I don't even know so how the, I finished it, honestly. <clears throat> so the whole concept of the movie is this guy is a serial killer, mm. and he knows something's wrong with him. Um, he goes to a psychiatrist, and they put him on medication, and he can, like, he's able to see life for what it is. But when he's not on his medication, everything is like sunshine, butterflies, and when he kills somebody, it's an accident. Mm. He views it as an accident. He can, like, talk to the fucking dead bodies or whatever. And... The reason it scares me is because that psychological break happens in somebody, and it's just like, once that happens, you can't go back. And it's just terrifying. Well, if they like it, especially. Yeah. Exactly. He likes, like, his apartment looks clean and nice, and everything's put together, but when he's taking his medication, you can see, like, what a dump it is. I'm not gonna lie, if I ever walk into somebody's place and it's just immaculate, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, like, look like lived-in immaculate... I'm not going to hang out with you anymore, because I think you're going to kill me. I know, I see those in movies sometimes, where you walk into the apartment, and it's just like a TV, a fucking couch, and then like nothing else, and it's like, that's not... Or it could be a fully fucking furnished house, but if it's just, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where you know that it hasn't you, can been wipe, touched. you can wipe any surface, and there ain't going to be dust type shit. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, you're killing people. <laughs> you're burying people somewhere. That's how I feel about it. So, I mean, you've seen it, so I didn't know if I was going to put it on the list or not, because it would be a very interesting talk about it. I mean, it's been so long, because it was like when it first came out, I saw it, if you wanted to put it on there, it'd probably still be like a new watch for me. I see. Because if I don't like it, I'd just come to chunk it out. It just fucked me up, and I just had to say something about it. Like, my brother pulled, like, all the stops. And, on top of that, he kind of picked your next movie. Because I didn't know what to give you. We went the Bong Joon-ho trilogy, and I'm just like, I really want to get back on my game. My brother's like, do you have Jacob's Ladder? I was like, it's on his list. He's like, we should do that one. So we're going to do Jacob's Ladder because it's right there, like, still in my wheelhouse. Right. Weird movie that we can talk about. I'm down. You own it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I got to get it. I got to get it. You got to remind me to get it. Right. Okay. Army of the Dead. Yes. It's your favorite Zack Snyder movie. So I, ha- I watched this twice. First time I, I watched it, do it twice. First time I watched it, I got past a little past the credit scene, and I was just like, "I can't do it, Zach. I think you missed the mark on this when I turned it off." So then I got fucked. Up. I don't know what's with me and getting fucked up and watching movies, but it's my thing right now. So it just I got, makes it better. Yeah, right. It just enhanced my experience. So I put it on. I'm like, I'm gonna finish this fucking movie, and I want to talk about it. So and then I had a new appreciation for this movie, 
And uh, let me hear your thoughts because I have notes. I want to say first and foremost that it looks fantastic. Once again, Zack Snyder, he may make a movie that you don't like, but you can't say that it looked good. This is exactly what I was thinking when I was watching this movie. You cannot sit there and say Zack Snyder sucks because he makes one. He makes the most beautiful movies you've ever seen. Three Hundred, Watchmen, Sucker Punch. Like take out the story. Don't focus on that. Just uh, pure aesthetics. Few visuals. He makes Straight beautiful visuals. movies. Yep. Yeah. Although, like, he was the cinematographer in this one, so the, the depth of feel felt like a YouTube video. Mm. That's the only problem I had with it visually. But otherwise, it's a, it's a good-looking movie. Okay, here's where it pissed me off in the first 35 seconds. And here's my thing. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Gotcha. How the zombie gets out, bro. <laughs> I'm not a military person by any means. Right. But I'm going to tell you something. If there is a military convoy going anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. especially with something that could potentially kill the world there's no way some Johnny asshole getting a fucking roadhead is gonna fucking come and bust through a fucking military barricade and then out of all the ones it hits it hits the one with the fucking zombie that's the biggest load of horse shit I've ever seen you see when he's coming in the fucking leading car the leading Hummer with a battering ram on it goes the other way like he doesn't even try to stop it slow it down nothing (laughs) So right then I'm like, all right, I'm already pissed off because like, it, yes. now you're saying making our military look like children. Right. And then the two Marines are just out there like, I think we got away. And then they get fucking eaten. Like, I was just like, ah, oh, come on. Okay, man. so my first note is, I was really fucked up when I wrote this one, so it's kind of amusing. I just wrote Zack Snyder's problem is he needs help. And then I was like, that's a really weird thing to say. <laughs> and I put ha-ha at the end of it. But the thing is, it's like, he needs help writing his scripts. He's a good idea guy. I love his ideas. He needs somebody to help him flush him out more. Exactly. And Both the fine details, you know? Right. Like like you just said, like that wouldn't work. Like, let's change it up. Let's make it more believable of the zombie getting out. Mm-hmm. Because that's horseshit. Like, a fucking plane coming out of the sky and hitting the convoy would have been more believable than this guy's just getting roadhead from his fucking newlywed wife and right. they fucking take out a whole con- yeah, I didn't like it. And then Plus the, the Marines got killed fast as shit. Yeah, they did. Like, the whole crew. There's like 12 of them and next thing I know it's one guy dragging another fucking guy in a field. First of all, why the fuck would you get back in it? <laughs> in one of the Jeeps. Yeah, Maybe yeah, not yeah. the one that got hit, obviously. Yeah. But there was six other fucking Hummers sitting there with 50 cows on the top. Yeah, why? Nobody... <laughs> Nobody thought, let's get back in this fucking thing. Like, right. Let's just go run in the middle of fucking desert and hope everything works out all right. Yeah. And even that, I was like, all right, just let it go, Nick. Just let it go. That's, like, that's, that's the problem with, like, whenever he writes a script and there's it feels like there's nobody helping him, is, like, you got to just let it go. So I was like, all right, maybe it was just this one thing. Maybe I'm just overlooking it. Or maybe I'm just being too, too hard on it. Yeah. So then it keeps going. And then... The only thing keeping the zombies from taking over the rest of the world, Greg, is they have three, not two, three shipping containers. <laughs> that's what they have around the entire city of Las Vegas. Yeah. And that's keeping them out. What? I watched a fucking zombie tiger rip people in half and shit, and... Three shipping containers is what it takes to, like, lock them in. They're not even welded together. They're just sitting there, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Looking past that. <laughs> right. You've got to have a lot of, like... Fuck it in your system, bro. Exactly. And that's what I had. Like, once I got that fuck it out of my system, 
whenever I came to came to like parts in the movie, right. it's like I I see where you're coming from, Zach. Right. And I think I have a uh, uh, a note on this. A oh, you fan... can definitely tell he's trying to have fun with it. Like, right, and I that, said but... a Zack Snyder fan can see where he's coming from, and I think that's why he has such a cult following. Yeah, is because we can see his intentions. Mm-hmm. He may not be the good at pulling the the best at pulling it off, but we see where he's coming from. And once I saw that, I started to have a lot more fun with this movie. If if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna be this honest, if we're gonna be as Zack Snyder fans, if we're gonna be this honest, like I, I gotta go for it all the way. Like, um, if he had not got two years to sit down mm. and literally work on every frame of Snyder Cut Justice League, yeah, do you think if they would have never fired him, if he would have never stepped down, if they never would have got Josh Whedon to come in and cut the shit up? Do you think his original Snyder Cut would have been as good? No, and this is why. Because somebody made this point online. So, he writes he writes the Justice League, right? And they're like... Well, he didn't yeah. even write all that. Him and Chris Terrio wrote most of it. Well, what, I, what I'm saying is, like, the first one comes out, it's done. Well, it doesn't come out, but it's written, it's done. But they're like, Zack Snyder's fired, Josh Whedon come in, cut this shit up. Jo- uh, Josh Whedon's um, Justice League comes out. He gets to read all the critiques, he gets to see what people like and what people don't like. So he's able to go in after the fact and fix those little things that people liked and didn't like. Mm-hmm. So he's able to like flush it out and that's kind of what I was saying earlier. It's like he needs help with his scripts for someone to be like, that's not good. Change it up. Do it this way. Like, I feel like his problem is, is like he's got like one too many of his homeboys on the set with him. There's you know too I mean? many. Like people aren't telling him the truth. Like there's, He's just like, what do you think, guys? And they don't want to let him down or like hurt him. You know what I'm saying? Because he looks like he'd be like one of the sweetest people ever. Yeah, I heard he's a super nice guy. Everybody that's ever done a movie with him said, I will do a movie with that motherfucker anytime. Right. He has too many yes men. Exactly. And this is the problem like, that, uh, that George Lucas had on the prequels. Too mm-hmm. many yes men. Just letting him do what he wants. He needs people to rein him in. I think Zack Snyder is a great visionary person. Mm-hmm. But he needs that technical ability, those people to like fight him and rein him in a little bit. And I think that's what he had on Sucker Punch. Because I feel like Sucker Punch is a good, like, okay, let's go with 300 then, you fucking fuck. 300 is a good flushed out film. Like, it looks great. It's a great story. And I think that was a lot of people. And that's another thing. I think when you put time constraint on him, mm-hmm. like when you tell him, like, look, it's got to be under this. It's right. got to be under this. Yeah. You can do all your special edition fucking director's cut. You can do all that shit you want afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I need it under this for the theater. Yeah. Because I will say this. Other than 300... None of his movies theatrically do I like better than the director's cuts. Watchmen, way better as a director's cut. Yeah. BVS, way better as a director's cut. Yeah. And obviously Snyder Cut's fucking I, hard. I honestly, like, as watching this, as I was watching this, I wouldn't want to see a cut of this film. Army oh, I want a longer version? Fuck no, this one was way too long. <laughs> honestly, though, when when I pulled up two and a half hours, I said, fuck you. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, how? How is this going to be two and a half hours? Uh, the, the one biggest one was the uh, the opening scene. It was way too long. Yeah. Cut that bitch down mm. to, like, five minutes. You do not need a 20-minute opening scene. It was still cool to see, but I kind of felt like he ripped off Zombieland, too. Oh, 100%, yeah. With the, with the, credit, right. with the opening credits. And fucking Ride the Lightning, is that the one they played in Zombieland? Just yeah. goes way harder than whatever he played. Yeah, no, he picks, like, a fucking, like a, I think it's, like, a Vegas song. Yeah, 
Like, it's a redone Wayne Newton song or some shit. But yeah, but playing Metallica at the beginning of Zombieland was Dude, like... both Zombieland's intros go hard as fuck. Right. They did literally the same thing for the second one, except they were in a fucking field trying to take over the White House. Yeah. Just as fucking hard. Yeah. I love those movies, man. Like, oh, I, if I'm being honest, like, I want another one. Yeah. I need three. You gotta finish that off. I loved the second one more than I thought it was going to. I, I, I was about to say, I think I... I mean, I love the first one, man, but I think I might like the second one more, honestly. I don't like it more, but I do like it, like, almost as much. I was going to say, it's just as good, if yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. I feel like, but... Okay. Uh, there were certain things I liked. I liked uh, the German safe-cracking guy. I thought he had some funny lines. I did, too, yeah. Um, I thought his outfit was a little too silly. I also realized that I don't like Batista as a, as a lead. I was the opposite. I kind of liked him. See, I, I liked him as a side guy. He's great Drax. Oh, 100%. I didn't think he stole the show, but I felt like he was a good... He fit into what he was doing. I just felt like nothing bothered him. Like, nothing was just like... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's his acting style or whatever, but nothing in that movie just seemed like... like you know what I mean? Like, if you gave that shit to Tom Hardy... And you just find out that your daughter just said fuck the group and went to save some bitch that she doesn't know if she's alive. Tom Hardy would have had us all in tears. Yeah, this you know is what I'm saying? Like my fucking daughter. Well, well, I won't say he, Batista is like a great actor, but, but he's not a bad actor. No, I don't think he's at all. He's, he's a very middle of the road. He's in the top five wrestling actors. Like <laughs> that, yeah. Nobody will ever unseat the Rock, bro. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Like yeah. that's never gonna happen. But he's better than Stone Cold, so I'll give him that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't loving it. The daughter, she couldn't act for shit. I didn't like the daughter in this one. Um, we don't talk about this one, this, oh, uh, so, uh, since we're talking about actors, um, what's her name? The one that got replaced. I know they replaced. Tig Navarro. Tig Navarro. My brain knew that she was being replaced. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look bad, it feels like it fits, but it's like my brain knew. Like, every time it was a reshoot, like. Oh, she literally never <clears throat> saw another Another Zack Snyder and her assistant were the only people there when she did her scenes. There was a uh, there was one scene whenever they're walking in a cave, I guess I don't know what it is. It's, it's you a, have Dave Bautista sitting yep. here and her right across. She's clear as day, but Dave Bautista is like blurred mm. out, like mm. double vision. It's the first scene she's in, right? So you can really see where she's like placed in. So that's the one thing that I didn't like is you can kind of feel that she was. But I get why they did it, Chris D'Elia. We we had a conversation that we're not going to get into again right, about that. Right. So, uh, he's on TikTok. He's, he's, he's making a comeback. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, you hope shit like that ain't true about somebody. So, Like I said, it's all allegations and, you know, we don't know. I mean, look, dude. I mean, we both love Johnny Depp. And then eventually it came out the truth. You know, poor guy. Have you seen the videos, though, of, like, his wife? Or beating like, the shit out of him? Yeah, yeah. And, like, 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 picking at him. Like, getting him to do those things. Yeah. It was crazy. She knew what she was doing, bro. I said, this is just where the podcast is going. It's just like weird, domestic, violent weirdos. We're either talking about pedophiles going to prison or right. some shit. Jesus. It's turned into a true crime dog, dude. It's so, so yeah, Tig Navarro just feels, you can feel that she was replaced, but, you know, what are you going to do? They, they literally said the only thing that was the same about how D'Elia did his, because I guess D'Elia had done all his shit when yeah. they fired him. Right. So, uh... They said the only thing that was literally the same was they were both fucking helicopter pilots. Mm-hmm. They said the way he played it was completely fucking different. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. 
I didn't really care for her that much in this one. I don't think she's that great of a fucking comedian, honestly. Like, I get it. Diversify yeah. and all that shit, but... Like, you don't have to like everyone. Nah. Um, one big problem that I have with this is, I don't know who did the score, but they dropped the ball hard. Mm. There was one scene, remember the scene, you know, you had the two that were like BFFs, they were taking like selfies and shit like that. Mm. Well, the one of them gets eaten. Listen to the music whenever he's getting fucking eaten. It's so bland and generic. It's just like fucking tones, like, and I'm just like, this is a very emotional moment. Her best friend is being eaten, and you're just like, I was kind of, I would have been kind of pissed at my friend. Like, you let me get bit like 17 times before you blew up my gas tank. Fucking kill me quicker, bro. Right, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> But that happens a few times in the movie. I'm like, this is a very emotional moment, and nothing's happening with the music. That's what I said, man. It's just like, I don't know if you picked the right people for this one. No, like, I don't think so either. But he's also, he, the thing is, he's getting too arrogant. He the, thinks he can do everything, and he needs to rein it in. The guy that, uh, the guy that looks like um, Michael J. White. Mm-hmm. I don't. I know that's not his name, but he played in Power, and he's the main guy in Power. The guy with the with the concrete saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good actor. He's pretty good, yeah. But I just I didn't think his character was that great. Right. You know what I mean? But the thing is, it's like this is why I needed the fl- the the script to be flushed out a little more because remember the one like cop or whatever that grabs his saw. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know we're supposed to hate this guy, but you're doing it in such a way that I'm like. It's so on the nose. Like, I'm some, I'm like, something's gonna happen to this guy. We don't like him because he's being such a twat. And you then sure enough, the, the girl... You know, he was in Sons of Anarchy. He played Juice. Yeah? Yeah, he was great in that show. You say that like I know who you're talking about, Juice. I can't believe you've never watched Sons of Anarchy, bro. Never. It's like the greatest show ever. Mm-hmm. Sopranos on motorcycles. <laughs> I know, I've been meaning to check it out. I just haven't. I tried it once, but it seemed too broish to me. Oh, it's definitely a man show. Yeah. Like, uh, you get your testosterone up watching that one. You even want to go buy Maybe you want to go lift some weights. You'll sell the Lexus, go buy a bike. (laughs) I just like leather. You know what I mean? Like, leather would look good on me. Why'd you shave your beard? You don't have a mustache now. I'm just seeing how it looks. Just testing it out. Yeah, they'll make you take that blue shit out of your hair, though, immediately. Um, I'm going to pause real quick. I think something is here. Yeah, I was going to say. It's pizza. You can tell another joke. I enjoyed that one. Oh, did you like it? Did yeah. you like it? Oh, it's pretty funny. Go get your crate. Another, uh... Go get your crate. Another, another dad joke for Greg White. Oh, okay. So there's an old man. There's a really cranky old man. He... Always yelling at the mailman, yelling at the paper boy, yells at the kids in the neighborhood. Well, behind his house is a uh, creek and wooded area that all the kids in the neighborhood like to play in. The old man's always standing on his porch yelling at the kids every day when they walk by his house to get to the woods. Well, one day the neighborhood come by and they've got, um, they got duct tape, big old rolls of duct tape. And he's like, hey, where are you boys going? He said, we're going to go get some ducks with this duct tape. And the old man said, now, kids, you can't get no ducks with duct tape. That just don't make no sense. So the kid says, all right, I guess we'll see. A couple minutes later, kids come back. They got ducks under each arm. Old man's like, holy shit. So the next day, kids come back. They got a roll of chicken wire. Old man's like, hey, where y'all going with that chicken wire? And the kids are like, we're going to go get some chickens. He goes, boys, you can't catch chicken with chicken wire. That don't make no sense. 
They said, I guess we'll see. A couple minutes later, kids come back. They got chickens under each arm. Next day, kids come. They got a, a stack of pussy willows. The old man said, hey, let me get my hat. <laughs> You're going to like that one. I love that you can tell jokes on command. It's just uh, over the years, you know, little dad jokes here and stuff like that. Those are my favorite. You wanna, Did I ever tell you my fucking dad joke? No, go ahead. They call them spectacles because they're never clean. Talking about glasses. Spectacles. Oh, because they're specs? Specs of dirt get uh, okay. on them. Because my glasses are never fucking clean. I'm constantly cleaning them. It's probably just like, like where it did come from, though. Yeah, that's why I'm just like, they're called spectacles for that reason because they're just fucking covered in specs. Is it a joke or is it like a fact? Or is it only be like a fact? It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a fact. It's definitely a dad joke. So, music was shitty. I hated it. Um, St. Diago, which means a whale's vagina. <laughs> that's what I think of every time. Like, I'm pretty sure that's not what it means. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had no idea. I just wanted to seem like I was smart. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of uh, Mitch Hedberg's joke. He's like, man, I want to be one of those people that name appliances. Yeah. Like, you just tell it what it does. Like, I think this was Jim Gaffigan, like, slipper. All right, I'm going on lunch. Slipper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg's hilarious. I, uh, I also note, notated... I finally, I think I figured out what Zack Snyder's style is. Zack Snyder makes live-action cartoons. And that's what I thought about when I was watching this movie. Is like, it was during the, uh, the bank scene, whenever the, or the vault scene, whenever they did the fucking zombie walking on the traps or whatever. I'm like, this is a fucking cartoon. Like, if you take away all the realism and you just drew this, it would work. This whole movie would work so much better. But the fact that it's live action, your brain wants to take it more serious than it is. That's true. But if you look at it as like, you know, Jim Carrey in the mask or whatever, this shit kind of works. Mm-hmm. So. I also didn't like that there was two different kinds of zombies. You know, they got the smart zombies that were bit Evolving, by the, yeah. And then they had the fucking regular ones. I didn't like that. I liked, I like where his brain is going. Like the zombies. I didn't even like this as much as Day of the Dead. Or is it, is it Dawn of the Dawn Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Like, that one was great. It's much better. That was his first fucking movie ever, dude. Yeah. And I get it. Like, he was like, I want to do like a steroided sequel to my first one, you know? And Netflix was like, fucking take all the money, Zach. Do it. That's the thing. If they give him a bunch of money, they give him a bunch of yes men, and then, like, this is what we get. But, like, like I said, I see where he's coming. Like, the zombies evolving and becoming a new species. Because, you know, they showed up. The, and then the zombie having a baby. Yeah. I, I like the idea of it. He didn't execute it well, but I like the idea of this movie. Like you said, the, like when you said like the idea was great, because mm-hmm. like a zombie heist movie, that is kind of cool. Like right. We haven't seen that a whole bunch. Exactly. You know what I mean? And uh, I just remember I was really excited about it, and then when I got done with it, I was just like, not a big fan of it. You know what I mean? Surprising. I kind of expected you to fight me on this one. I, I really wanted to, bro, because you know I'm a huge Snyder fanboy, man. Right. Like, how excited, how long do we been talking about Snyder Cut? And mm-hmm. when it finally came out, like, I was like, we gotta do it. We yeah. gotta do the episode on it. Exactly. Like, um, I'm still pissed we only have 22 views on that. Like, like I thought <laughs> I did a great fucking job on that review. And I think that should be our guy for video. <laughs> like, That's the funny thing about the whole, like, listeners is, like, 
the more unknown movie. Like the whole has like more video, more views right. than almost anything. It's just because nobody else is talking about that movie. Right. They're typing in YouTube like whole review, and we're the only ones that pop up. So like, guess I'm watching this one. Fuck in that case, bro. Maybe we should do nothing but fucking B movies and shit. <laughs> Uh, you so, want a review on a stupid ass movie nobody's seen? Guess what? We have. Uh, right. Another note I have. I just put the bone swung. Dot dot dot. So there was a moment when a girl was in a car that I remember, and she knocked the arm down, and it's a skeleton. It's a complete skeleton, and it hung. It was a zombie arm. Was it a zombie arm? Yeah, it was a zombie arm. Because I'm like, how are those being attached? Bones are held together by tendons, but if everything is eaten away, bones well, aren't being held together by anything. Well, that was the thing. That was another thing that pissed me off. They're like all fucking hibernating now. Like mm-hmm. now they fucking sleep too. Like oh come yeah, on yeah. Now. I hated that too. The the sleeping zombies and they're going in just stabbing. I'm like, it's like, bro, did you pick the uncoolest fucking part of I Am Legend, and that's what you took out of all that shit that you could have used? <laughs> I was make them sleep together in fucking huddles. Yeah. Which, by the way, gave me a fucking panic attack. For one, I hate fucking being around closed areas with people. And then there's no fucking lights. And you're just seeing all these random ass zombies with their eyes open. That's probably the only part of the movie that kind of, not scared me, but made me uncomfortable. Like, oh my god, I gotta get out of here. Like, <laughs> I wasn't even in the room and I felt like I was. Right. Um, another note. <laughs> Why is the zombie tiger just fucking with him? Yeah. Like, he just threw him around for no reason. Like, why didn't he just go that, in? Because it, it was like you said with the, with the guy, with the cop, you know? It's like, we're supposed to hate this guy, so we're going to make him die in a shitty way Yeah. for justice, like, you know? But I just, like, I don't understand the point of a zombie tiger, like, just fucking with him. You know what I mean? Oh, I ain't gonna lie. It looked cool as fuck. Yeah, right? it looked cool. It's very visually it stimulating. It bites that motherfucker's head, like, yeah. cracking a fucking jawbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was pretty cool. But, I didn't mind the ball scene. I loved him, you know, watching him, and, and you know, I liked all that. Uh, had some cool kills. I just, overall, man, I was just kind of like, like, it, it felt like taking a shit. Like, when it, got, when it was over with, I was just happy to be done with it. Yeah. Like, I felt the same. Like, I was thinking, like, I'll probably not go back and watch this ever, unless I, like, have to. It's still better than Sucker Punch, but not by a lot. Wow, well, really? <laughs> I had to say it, dude. I had to say it. <laughs> um... Yeah, in my list of Zack Snyder movies, this is this is right above right above the tail. You're really gonna put it above Sucker Punch. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I hate you so much. Unless we watch Sucker Punch and I'm just like flabbergasted we're like, I can't believe I hated this movie for so long, which I don't that. think it's gonna happen. But like <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, uh I have a couple more notes. So whenever you remember at the end of the movie when she gets the helicopter and it's landing? Oh my god. Did you look at the background? Yep. It was just a picture. Yeah. It was literally just a fucking picture. It's not moving at all. I'm like, you're really, like, phoning it in. I guess the, the fucking CGI people were like, they're not going to make it this far. <laughs> They've already turned this bitch off. They've right turned now. it off. Just slap a picture. Don't make it move. But it just, like, took me, like, way out of the movie. I'm like, you really just don't give a fuck. That's and another it, thing, bro. The Vietnam fucking chopper that they're trying to get out of there on. Like, yeah. really? Why? Oh, 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 speaking of, remember whenever they uh, they jumped in the chopper and it goes straight down and then, mm-hmm. like, swoops up? Helicopters don't work that way. Even if they did, that old motherfucker ain't gonna be able to... No, <laughs> Apache might be able to do something like that, right. but that motherfucker would That old ass piece of shit. That shit would have been fucking... Exactly. Into the movie. Because <laughs> my dad came over and watched it with me. Did he really? And he had already seen it. Oh, I see. And he's like... Good. Like, you know, I'm like, all right, well, you know, fuck it, we'll watch it. And he's just like, 
The only thing he said that we agreed on, he was like, I can't stand that bitch talking about Tim Navarro. He yeah. Was like, he was like, the fucking, the other guy couldn't have been that bad. I was like, yeah, he's just a shitty real person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not his acting that got him kicked out of the movie, Dad. <laughs> he was like, really? He's like, that guy was funny. I was like, I know. That's fucked up. Um, last note is I'm like, you're really just gonna play the cranberry zombie at the end? Yeah. I kind of thought, like, that was a little too cheesy. Uh, and it's not even about zombies. And fucking... They're all like, oh, fucking... Baptiste's like, I want to be the fucking leading man on this franchise going forward. How, bitch? Are they all prequels now? Like, you didn't make it to the end of this motherfucker. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Not like y'all give a shit or watch it, but... <laughs> if you did. If you did. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be a super emotional moment, and you're like, I'm just glad he's dead. Um, and then, like, in the beginning, like you said on that opening scene, he goes through all that fucking shit to save his daughter, and now she just doesn't talk to you? Because yeah. you had to kill her mom? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you'd have been fucking dead if I hadn't killed your mom. You think I wanted to kill your fucking mom? Right. That shit hurt me, too. Like, but you're, you're not just be- not going to talk to him anymore? I would fuck my kid up, man. You a grateful motherfucker? I saved your life. Did you not see the whole city burning up. around? Yeah, right. exactly. I'm sorry. You're fucking mad at me. Like, get over that shit. Like, I don't know, man. Like I said, I think that was the problem. I might have taken it a little too serious. It know? is. If you, like, for some reason ever watch it again, just think, like, it's a fucking live action it's cartoon. Just, it's just fun, man. It's just supposed to be fun, you know? Exactly. And it'll change your perspective on it. It's not that I'll watch it again, but. I'm not know. saying I won't ever, but. It'll be a while. But if you do go into that mindset, like, it's just a fucking cartoon. Right. And you'll have more fun with it. And I don't know why I did that. Because, I mean, like, how many fucking comic book movies do I watch? How many fucking slapsticky-ass movies that I watch and love? Yeah. But for some reason, like, I just went into this thinking that this was going to be a fucking, like, Academy (laughs) Award winner, you know? Like, there was... I think you're on that high from uh, Justice League. Yeah, maybe. Or even the fact that it was just, like... It's a fucking zombie heist movie. Like, this is gonna be fucking wild, you yeah. know? I like zombies. I like fucking heist. I'm done with zombies. Like, I was done with zombies before this movie. I cannot watch another zombie movie. Yeah, I think I'm good. It's a genre de- done to death. Like, I don't even want to watch Shaun of the Dead 2 if they made that. Like, right, I don't even exactly the same. Now, if you'd ask me in 08 when I saw Shaun of the Dead or 06 whenever it came out, then yeah, bro, give me a second. 100% one. give me a Shaun of the Dead. But right after that, bro, that's when they took that shit into overdrive. Yeah. Fucking Walking Dead, all that other yeah. dumb shit. And I think that's why Shaun of the Dead worked so well is because they were making fun of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out in the perfect time. Right. If they would have waited like another Like if it season, came out now, nah, it wouldn't work. Nobody would watch it. Maybe in England where they're from. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I give this a not recommended. Like, if you're a hardcore Zack Snyder fan, you're already you've already seen it. But if you haven't seen it, it's not worth a watch. I see where Zack is coming from, but please ask for help. Don't be the cinematographer. Don't like be the writer on your movie, but have a team of writers that can help you flush it out to make it a little more, a little better. I'm giving this one a five and a half. Damn. It was just over like me. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I have to say, he is fucking talented with the with the directing. Like, he's mean, a great director. He is a great director, and just just the shit that he's been through. I mean, the poor guy, like, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? But I could not... Uh, I'm never not going to root for him, <laughs> but I, at the same time, like, get your shit together, dude. Yeah, exactly. Stop trying to do everything. Do directing, and then hire other people to do the other stuff. He's even offered... They said he offered to do a damn Dragon Ball Z movie. I heard about that, yeah. And the fans said, no. No. 
you are not allowed. You and M. Not Shyamalan are not allowed around our property. Yeah, well, I have last hairbender fucked him. Yeah. Well, you know what the thing about that was? I watched that movie because I've never watched a single thing of Naruto, Airbender, none of that shit. Mm -hmm. Even the cartoon one, I never saw any of that. So when I went in and watched the movie, I didn't think the movie was that bad. Like, you know, as far as like the fantasy shit and all that, I I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. And then I came out and saw the the cartoon that it was based off of, and I was just like, oh shit, no wonder people were pissed. (laughs) This is terrible compared to I that. still haven't seen it. I just heard it was that bad. And I'm just like, I've seen the cartoon. I've watched all of Avatar and I love it. But I have not seen the movie. That's what it was, the Avatar, not the Naruto. But yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was a terribly bad movie. I didn't even know that Night Shyamalan did it until after the fact. <laughs> they were just like, shit. And like, this guy can't do fucking good movies. And I was like, eh, they might have a point. Yeah. You know what I still want to see that I haven't yet? What's is that? Uh, the, the threequel. To fucking split. I'm so glad you said that. Glass. I, I literally have it in my movie collection to watch, and I haven't done it yet. We should we should throw that on there for one of, for one of my picks if you want to do it or whatever. Okay. Because I I want to see it too. Yeah, we should because I love Unbreakable and Glass or. Uh, I wasn't the biggest Unbreakable fan, but Split was by far the coolest fucking movie I saw in 2016. You were the Unbreakable fan. I love Unbreakable. I think it's one of his best movies. Like. Well, Shyamalan? Yeah. Yeah. Signs is my favorite that he does. Ew. Yeah. I hate. I don't hate Signs, but I don't like it. I love Joaquin Phoenix in that movie. I do like him, yeah. Kills it. I love when he's sitting in the closet watching the TV, and he's like, what are you doing in the closet? He's like, the kids wouldn't go to bed. They've been up for a day. So I brought it in here, and he's like, well, who's making you go to bed or something like that? He's yeah, like, yeah. how long is the bitch you sleep? And he leaves. He's like, go away, go away. I'm watching. And then, like... Uh, it's showing the footage from Brazil at the birthday party, and he's yeah, like, yeah. "I feel like children move, move." He's <laughs> <laughs> in Spanish, like they can hear him. It's right. hilarious. Just little things like that. I'm like, that's why you're Academy Award winner, bro. Yeah. Because they got the biggest. Re- you've got two records: most home runs and most strikeouts. <laughs> well, how'd you how'd you get strikeouts? He goes, "They all look too good about the swing." True. Right. I don't hate the movie. I just, I just not the biggest fan of it. I just hate the whole like water alien like it was so fucking stupid. That was probably the only thing I would have changed. Yeah. Like these motherfuckers got the technology and knowledge to get thousands of light years across the galaxy, but they didn't figure out water. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't at War of the Worlds, it was the fucking air. Like the air got them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> It's like so backhanded as fuck. Like y'all are super smart, dumbass aliens. Like, <laughs> and then he did the happening, which was plants killing people. I like the happening though. No, you don't. If only because of the fucking kills, bro. The suicide kills and shit. Like, I think they're fantastic. Bro. I haven't watched it because I've seen clips and I'm like, this is one of the worst movies I've bro, ever seen. Bro, when I when that dude fucking starts his fucking John Deere lawnmower and then lays down in front of it, bro. <laughs> It fucked me up for a day, dude. Like, imagine watching somebody like walk off the edge of a building, mm-hmm. but just keep walking. Like yeah. they don't know that they've off walked off the edge of a building. Right. You watch like seven people do that off a fucking skyscraper. It's the coolest, craziest shit I've ever seen. Like these guys are just fucking twelve stories. Fucking break every bone of their fucking body. That's the one scene I seen. Yeah, the construction workers just walking off the building. Oh my god. So when Gold Davis' wife, he fell off the roof, and then boom! It's Johnson! Boom! Fucking Timmy! Boom! And then he looked up, and dudes are just fucking... Go- it's fucking nuts, bro. Yeah. Crazy shit. 
lot of good kills in that one. Right. Is it the best movie ever? No, but uh, you're all about the kills, though. Yeah, it's probably you a good kill. It's in my top five Shyamalan movies. You know, if I even have five that I like, I don't have five that I like. I can, I have three. I know I have three for sure. I got Signs, Sixth Sense, and uh, Split. Right. Signs, Unbreakable, and Split are like mine. Like I said, I didn't anything mind else I don't really care for about his. The Village sucked ass. Yeah. Lady, Lady in the Water sucked ass, and I love fucking uh, Paul Giamatti, man. I really do like him. So wasted on that movie. Yep. And then, yeah, I probably throw Last Airbender in there, because like I said, I didn't think it was a bad movie, really, personally. You're just trying to get all the haters, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, fuck them. You know, uh, the wife, because we ta- I've been talking about the whole t-shirt thing, I just, uh, she's like, you should do team t-shirts. Oh. Like Team Parr and Team Greg. Oh, that would like, be cool. I make all your t-shirts like red. I make mine like blue. That would be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. In the works. Dude, I'm, how pissed would you be if you're just out somewhere and you see the boy with a Team Par shirt on? I don't think anybody's going to buy a Team Greg shirt. That's the problem. I <laughs> don't know that. <laughs> like my wife and that's it. I was going to say, Kendra will definitely have one. <laughs> your mom? Your mom will buy one. Yeah, exactly. You got to put your face on it too, bro. People, <laughs> People that like support me that are my family members will buy one, but like our fans. I don't know, man. People that watch the show, I feel like there's people out there that probably nah, I know, I'm sure. like your taste more than mine. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. but on that note. So, I'm so fucking happy about this, bro. This is the best fucking gift I've gotten. I knew you would be. That's why I saved it. That is fucking awesome, bro. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad we're finally doing it. Like I've I been talking about it for so long, and I'm like, let's just fucking do this t-shirt thing. Because I started to figure out how to do it, so it should be pretty easy. Yeah, definitely send me that so I can look at it. Cause, yeah. I, mean, I was in the middle start... of setting it up when you came over, so I'm still in the process. But by the time this goes up, I should have it like live. Cool. Yeah. So you're saying that after it's all done, people can order this shirt? Exactly. They go, yep, they yeah. just go to the website. I have it set up on Etsy. That's okay. what I'm trying to set it up on. They go there, click buy, and they can just buy a shirt, and it'll get shipped to them. We don't have to do anything. That's fucking dope. Right. And they cover all the shit because... They're paying for the shirt. Is that how that works? It's it's a weird process. Like I pay for the materials and shit, and then they send me the money that was paid for the T-shirt. So like the reimbursement or yeah, whatever. exactly. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, that is fucking awesome. I can't wait till I get a day off so I can wear this fucking thing. <laughs> I'm not ruining it by taking it to work, but I am gonna wear it. Hell yeah! The first chance I get. Right. Well, uh, so next time we're gonna be doing Jacob's ladder. Jacob's ladder. <laughs> All right. Next time. Later. Later.